welcome to Almost World Podcast. This is Elmo Ador Jr. It's great to have my friend Elijah Weldon yeah. here. Hello. Elijah, can um, you introduce my yourself? My name is Elijah Weldon. I'm from America, Missouri specifically. Um, my interests are... I um I really like to sing. I like to write songs, that sort of thing. I've been interested in music for about how long now? Uh, um, like uh, I've started taking it seriously since like for like nine years now, I believe. I, I first started taking sing seriously when I was nine. I, that's when I started taking uh, music more seriously, and it's. A big part of my life. So yeah. Okay. So, but uh, what specific uh, yeah. country uh, are you from? America. Like I said, USA. Okay. Cool. So I, I'm from the Philippines, just so you know. So, but um, anyway, so I, I want to get down to business and ask you. What is your personal philosophy? You know, like what are your basic, well, thing is, proper basic um, beliefs? I think like the basis of my personal philosophy is an interesting one because it kind of seems a little bit contradictory when you first look at it. But I think at the same time, it kind of it kind of encourages you to to think about things a little bit differently. Because the thing is, I'm someone that's. Uh, been Christian for like a long time but I like to act like a God doesn't exist which is which I think is really interesting because the way I see it is like if you live with the mindset that basically everyone that you know is going to lose everything they love at one point I think you would want to be a little bit more compassionate to them wouldn't you because knowing that every single every single person on this earth yeah. is going to lose everything at one point, you'd want to be a little bit kinder to them. And I think I think a lot of times some people can be yeah. a little bit more secure about being an ass when it comes to religion because they think, Oh, I've got the truth I've got the truth and everyone else is wrong. Which I think it's completely fine to believe that, but the second that you like um, that you like bully someone or insult them for believing something different than you, that's kind of where I draw the line. If that makes any sense at all. Okay. Cool. Yeah. True. You, uh, I agree with you that. Um... If you know, if you have beliefs, uh, it doesn't give you the oh, right sure. to be an ass to other people, you know. And um, but the thing, yeah, but the thing is that um, some people feel that they have the right to like tell other people that they're wrong because it, sometimes, like deep inside, they want other people to believe in what they believe, in order for them to oh, also be true. like be saved from hell or I something. Definitely, I definitely so understand in that a way, aspect too. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with trying to get, convince someone with your argument, but the second that you start insulting them just because they see the world different than you, the thing about the thing about us humans is that our brains are all different. We all have different experiences, 
And as a result, we all see the world differently. The brain gets a lot of its information mm-hmm. from experiences that we have. And the way that we view the world is based almost entirely upon the way that things have uh, the things that have happened to us our experiences yeah our experiences basically shape how we see the world and not everyone has the same experiences so I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult to actually uh, try to put yourself outside of your own experiences because it's it's basically the things that you know and you have to basically say I don't really know anything this is just what I feel like I personally know from my experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and but but the thing is, like for someone, for example, who believe in is a Christian who believes that the the intensity of the or the the importance of sharing, for example, the gospel to someone else, you know, like you gotta, in a way, you gotta be stubborn in a sense or headstrong to tell them that they're wrong in order to, because you truly believe that in order for them to be saved, they have to believe what you believe, right? So there's a, there's a, an urgency for someone to believe what you believe. So in a way, you approach this uh, sort of big trying to save them from themselves by maybe disrespecting or uh, disregarding what they already believe or how they come to believe what their their own beliefs already. So I guess that comes with the idea that okay, this yeah. I have discovered this truth, you know, the salvation, and I I need to share this to other people. But but I guess that. Um, to be to be a true Christian, I think the essence of it is not sharing it not just by words, but by also letting them experience it, but from the the true love of Christ, not just oh, yeah. not just in words, but a, in your a, own actions yeah. as well. That's a, so that's I think a huge that's issue one, that one um, thing that's a essential. lot of Christianity has today, because it's kind of like um it's kind of like uh, Mahatma. Gandhi said, he said, I like you Christ, but I don't like you Christians. Your Christians are so unlike you Christ. Like when you look at the word Christian, what Christian's really supposed to mean is Christ-like. True, true. Would Christ really go around telling people they're going to hell? I, I don't think that Christ really talked to people like that. Like he sat with, he sat with tax collectors, prostitutes. He sat with, he sat with a lot of people that, um, you know, Christians today, you know, call like, morally corrupt or immoral, you know? So I think uh, a lot of um, a lot of Christianity is kind of pharisaical, uh, uh, like very Pharisee-like. Like, um, there's so much self-righteousness uh, nowadays. And I think that's the main thing that, that, that gives Christians a bad rap. No. Yeah, true. And um but but when we talk about like for example um how Christians should share the gospel, you know, I myself I'm a Christian, but when you talk about like share the gospel in maybe like an 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 island, a remote island where nobody ever uh no missionary ever ever touched or stepped on, you could be 
you could have that energy to share the gospel but in terms of like in western societies or societies that are already an overabundance of the gospel and it, the the thing is that in order for your faith or your your faith to stand out among all those who present themselves to have the the story the message of salvation you need you need to actually have something authentic or genuine which not it's not just more on theology or on on the good words or the you know the message but i think that something authentic which could actually uh, connect with people so you know but i'm i'm specifically talking about this the uh, uh, uh having rela- developing relationships with the people you're trying to share the gospel um actually having a a real connection you know where you can share this uh, special love that Christ has brought to earth you know and but yeah what what you do what do you think i think that getting to know someone like having a relationship you know to tell what you believe and let everyone know about things like that i i think that's very important because in order for someone to actually kind of respect what you believe, you have to show them that what you believe is able to what's the way? What's the way to say it? It's compatible with the way that you act, if that makes any sense. Like it's it's the evidence itself for your words, you know, like action speaks louder than words as they always say, so I guess I'm guessing that's what you're trying to say. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of hypocrisy in the church today. There's a lot of um, do as I say, not as I do, and I think that's that's the reason why a lot of uh, Christianity is looked at as as bad. There's a lot of uh, people that think that you know Christians are just a bunch of self-righteous, pseudo-moralistic jerks that think that they know better than everyone. Which I don't think is I don't think is actually true. I think the issue is that we have there's a lot of good Christians out there, but you have people like if you have people that are like really bad, they they always stand out from everything else. That, that's just the way it works, unfortunately. The bad extremist of any group will stand out more than the regular ones do. That's just that's just unfortunately how that works. Yeah, yeah. And, but one thing I think that is essential in order to understand why there's a lot of hypocrisy in Christianity is because a lot of people are get are being born inside of Christian families and and raised in Christian churches but but they never really got into the essence of experiencing Christ in their lives for them it's just religion and it's something that uh, it's into institutional rather than uh, something that they experience within their own uh, spiritual life. You know. Yeah. So like the the main thing I I think is that is that like the issues that there's been some sort of um I think there's been a lot of obsession with you know the whole rules thing. It's like I gotta follow all these rules or if I don't I'm going to hell. I don't think that's really I don't think that's really the the right uh, way to live. I think, um, you know, personally what I've been taught is that, um, you know, God, you know, sacrificed his son to 
so we could have life and we could have it more abundantly. But you have uh, people out there that think that, you know, that, you know, living living in poverty, barely surviving is what God wants for them. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, but in terms of what God wants, I think that, um, in, in, I think in essence, this is what God wants, but what God specifically wants is, or it could be fully manifested in the future because right now I think the present is not what God wants, but what God wants for us, which is that we humans could have this free will where we could determine our own future, you know, and we could choose to love God and love each other. At, on our own terms but the thing is that because of if free will we could all we could also choose this choose the wrong decisions the the bad ones which has brought us to where we are today but i think that um in terms of how we should look at what god wants we could always look at the beauty in 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 the in the sad parts or the the despair in life, you know, that people get people get depressed a lot. There's nihilism, this growing, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, nihilism, nihilism is a growing trend. Like you look at it, you see it a lot in humor, a lot. You see it in a lot of um of people's worldviews, like, you can just tell by how some people talk that they really do live like life has no meaning. And it's and it's kind of sad to see. Because I think a lot of people misunderstand what nihilism was supposed to be for. They kind of turn it into a toxic version of what it was actually supposed to be. Yeah, true. But there, I think that in terms of... Not, mm-hmm. Nihilism says life has no meaning. But I think the best way to live life is make your own meaning. I think the purpose of life, at least, this is the way I see it, is our job is to try to make this world as good as it can be. The way I see it, there's like there's like 7.5 billion people on this earth, right? If every single person just did like a random kind act for like the other person, all those random kind acts, I think that a chain reaction like that can actually change the world. I think the issue is that a lot of people, the thing is, a lot of people want to change the world. Don't you agree? Don't you want to change the world in some way? A lot of people do. But the issue is that a lot of people aren't willing to change themselves. Because the thing is, you you can't really change anyone else. You can only change yourself. You can't change people's minds. They have to change their mind themselves. They have to be willing to accept what you're saying to them instead of saying, no, you're wrong, I'm right. So there's not really a way to change anyone's mind. They have to change it for themselves. And unfortunately, a lot of people... A lot of people, they want the world to change, but they're not willing to put in work for it. You have a lot of people who are just, you know, talking about how they want to change things, but it seems like it's, uh, it's like, um, it's all, it's all superficial. It's all just to get like, uh, you know, brownie points on social media. You don't really see these people doing anything outside of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, you know if you watch. Like, mm-hmm. It's not to say it's bad to bring awareness yeah. to anything, but like. If you're talking about like how this is something that's really important, I'd expect you to at least do something for it, you know? True. And um, I don't know if you watched the movie like The Platform and uh, not Netflix, but uh, uh, and this movie talks about a, a spontaneous 
social solidarity which m- means that um a- at some point in in the the whole chaos of society there's this moment where all of society just works together in order to for in order to bring harmony and peace you know but um and you know the problem is that in the the past there have been a lot of attempts at this like the like fr- the french revolution the 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 marxist revolutions even the christian wars and all that stuff it's that it's it's the hu- it's humans attempt to to reach this utopia but the problem is that in in order for this to happen we i think that the real source of the problem is not the, the institution that we set for society but the innate nature and disposition by which we ha- we humans have inside of us you know because no matter what rules you set if 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 the members of the human be, uh, citizens are rotten there's always going to be a problem no matter what uh, perfect utopian society you have oh for sure for sure dude like uh, the thing uh, yeah the thing i've always thought is like i'm no i'm no communist myself but I always thought that communism, you know, on paper sounded good. Like, think yeah, about it, it. it is. There's no poor people. Everyone gets what they need. But then, you know, you had the whole thing with the Soviet Union, and that and that kind of messed up a lot of things. You know, but a lot of people still talk about, you know, because um, uh, Marxism or could work right now because we have the technology, like uh, we having universal basic income, or maybe just finding the balance between Marxism and just being on the regular left you know and but the thing the thing is that in order for that to happen it, the whole world needs to work together and that um human greed needs to be uh, removed from the human system but to be honest that will never happen unless like we change how we evolved in the past because because we as humans it, it we we are like it's it's part of ingrained in our system to think of ourselves rather than others you know yeah unfortunately unfortunately you know selfishness is yeah selfishness is part of survival unfortunately it's just the way that it works you see a lot of um you see a lot of animals in nature that are very selfish they do whatever they can to make sure that you know they they and their children survive they and their children get the best they can get you know yeah and and but I guess that you know but the 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 thing about wh- what you believe is that um, sometimes it shapes who you are, right? For example, when when if you're like if you talk about the Nazis, for example, in Germany, although uh, like millions of citizens believing this social Darwinism where they are like the higher species of mankind. In a, in a way, it's not really true, but that because it's ingrained in their identity, they believe this, and so they act upon this and justify their actions. Oh, look at these Jews, these gypsies. They're, they're lower humans, so whatever uh, uh, cruelty we're doing to them, it doesn't matter. And and um, the, the, thing, the scary thing about this is that uh, we humans, whatever we believe, we actually... 
become what we believe, you know? So, and, and, and that's the scary thing. But I guess that the, the good thing we can do about that is that um, I think that if we believe the, the right things, like good, good liberal, classic liberal values, maybe even instill a Christianity in that, but the, the good ones, you know, uh, I think that we could make a good society that where almost everyone is, is, doesn't have a problem with anybody, you know. But I guess it, it still has to work in the future. We have to still uh, keep studying it. Yeah, yeah, I think that. And like, I think to like strive to be like Christ is like a, an admirable goal. You know, because from the stories, he was just someone that, you know, wanted to help everyone. He he performed many miracles. He 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 was selfless essentially. To strive to be like that isn't a bad thing. The issue is that you have a lot of Christians out there that identify more with the Pharisees than they do with Christ himself. Yeah, and but when you talk about mm -hmm. you have Christians mm -hmm. nowadays who would probably who would probably stone a prostitute yeah. if they found yeah. one. You know? But when you talk about like Jesus actually trying to help others, like feeding the poor or the hungry and uh, healing the sick, you know, um, because Christianity actually like th uh, hates the world right now. It, it focuses more on on the afterlife, like uh, do good things or or love your neighbor and God, worship God, so that you could like live your life uh, in heaven you know but the thing is that jesus actually uh did good things on this earth while he was alive he did uh, did miracles help other people heal the sick because i think he knew that there's still value in doing good in in on in this earth even if there is an afterlife that we we should look forward to but there's that there's a there's still importance in doing kind uh, kindness and helping others in 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 sharing love while we're still alive on earth you know and it's it's it, it he, he couldn't ignore it in his, in his own lifetime so for me that speaks a lot most definitely i feel like um a lot of times in christianity there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a comfort people have and with that comfort comes complacency a lot of Christians let themselves become complacent. You know, they become s satisfied with the, where they are. I think that, you know, everyone, no matter who they are, should always focus on improving themselves constantly because you're never going to get to the point where you're perfect. So you can only get better. I think that's one of the, the best parts about being human. You know, ideal, you know, the ideal maybe not be attainable, but at the same time, you can get close to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but mm -hmm. we all have the capacity to improve True. ourselves. But I want to ask you, like, um, what is your own specific uh, faith? Like, what do you, what what do you believe in terms of that? I've been raised um, as as Christian. Yeah, I've been raised as Christian, and uh, I have this um, belief that you know, you know, one of the most important things is to show the grace of God to others, you know? That's that's mainly what I believe. And it's uh, something that my uh, my dad has taught me a lot. So what is um what is your what is yours? Yeah, um right now I'm actually studying Eastern Orthodoxy, but 
Yeah, and I, I actually try to to convert to it, but nobody's trying to convert me or or share it, share it to me. I just uh, read about it and like look the uh, and the, the theology, the liturgy, it, it attracted me so much that I thought like, wow, this is this is the the right kind of Christianity for me. But to be honest, like um, I don't think that uh, other Christian forms of Christianity are wrong or anything. I just feel that um, some people are meant for this kind of worship, you know, but because, uh, well, I believe that every person is unique in, in their own sense and and we have different kinds of souls. And for me, this this uh, majest form of worship where there's an emphasis on majesty, s- solemnness, and the... And the applica- the application of worship, not just in the spiritual sense or relationship sense, but also integrates the 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 worship of uh using the body, right? You know, like for example, using incense or other ways into to emphasize how your body can worship God. I think that for me that's really important, you know, because I grew up in a I grew up in a Protestant family, and the thing about that is, it's more of a super Americanized version where I don't really feel any connection. Rather that it it's just too simplified, I guess. You know, because uh, Americans are very prog- pragmatic, so they it really reflected in in the kind of theology or form of worship they shared with with uh, other nations. So, so yeah. But for me, like, um, it, th- not only that, but the mysticism, where it's um, that it's less rational in Eastern Orthodoxy, but more on the mystical side of spirituality. You know, it, and to me, uh, for me, you know, if you ask me, I'm 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 a super rational person. But it, <coughs> excuse me. But when it comes to my own uh, spirit, the spirit side of me, uh, things g- get a little crazy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, the, you know. But I, I, I'm starting to like Eastern Orthodoxy. But yes, um, I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Holy Trinity. I, I don't care about the fil- filioque. Maybe they're the Catholic or right. Maybe they're not. But for me, uh, the Holy Spirit reveals himself uh, god to every person and uh th- it might speak differently to others i don't know but for me uh, we we all believe in one god yeah so um you know the interesting yeah. thing is you know yeah and the interesting thing is is that um you know god can use anyone he he's you know he literally used a a jackass to do his work so that's that's the cool thing about god he can use literally anyone to help anyone exactly but the th- yeah, you know but when we talk about like the story of Balaam you know the, that it really interests me because like a lot of atheists use that story to to show the absurdity of the bible you know but i think there's a huge lesson we can learn from that where um it, it's just that god works in mysterious ways and i know i i hate that 
I hate that when people use that, like say that, oh, because God, as a response to answers that, you know, because God works in mysterious ways, his ways are higher than your our ways. But the thing is that um, when, when you think about it, it's, it's actually, it actually makes sense because, um, you know, God having this omniscience, you know, he, he, there might be a specific, reason why there's the, the, there are these absurdities or absurd stories in the bible and i and it's really i think it it it's all, always important to understand that um when 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 we talk when we talk about the the spiritual things it doesn't always uh, answer the rational uh answer uh, questions that we always ask you know yeah so um in terms of jesus uh like uh, what what do you believe about him i believe that you know he was you know he was god the son you know god sent his son down in the form of man you know to so that we could all be closer to him that's what i believe that's you know the basis you know i'm going to be honest i'm not I'm not too um, I'm not too informed on a lot of my faith. I've actually been trying to get more into it because I feel like um, I've been I, I had a lot of uh, doubts surrounding it for a while. But a lot of things that have happened have kind of just started confirming it more for me. If that makes any sense, you know. Sometimes every now and then you need a little bit of confirmation. Yeah, yeah, true. Like you know, I've been through that. Like um. I've always been on the brink of becoming an atheist just because of the level of skepticism I bring to or my, every time I challenge my, my faith, you know. And especially like um, when we talk about God having a son and then uh, sending his son to die on the cross, that, uh, that that's such a, uh, a, like a huge caricature where sometimes it's so hard to accept, you know. It it's, it seems like it's it comes came from a movie or something, but I, I guess that um for me, you know, the way I accepted it is that I I I thought about like what kind of God would 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 actually be the best concept of God that you could imagine. Like, how about you? Like, Eli- you like what kind of God would the, would be the best kind of God for you? A God that wants the best for his his children, because the thing is, is that with what Christ did, we're all essentially brothers with Christ, making us God's children, essentially. So I think the best God would be a God that wants what's mm-hmm. best for his children. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, but the, the I think that the you're, you're truly right there, but and I think the best uh, picture of the of what a god a god the the best kind of god we could have is some is a god that is a personal god and that personal god who who loved his creation so much that he would actually uh you know like like lower himself and as as a sh- as to show his own unconditional love and and in order, and actually, you know, the in in the image, and and the, when you look at Christ, you you see God Himself, 
submitting to human authority and actually uh, suffering and dying in order to save mankind which he loved perfectly you know and and it it's it's an impartial love and a universal one that and i think that other concepts of god like for example when we talk about the muslim god or uh other kinds of gods that are are just uh, like super simple that are not are unconscious or impersonal I think that the the Christian concept of God is the best kind of kind kind of God because it 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 shows you that that God Himself already is perfect with independent of creation, you know, because He does not need creation for love because He Himself is already in a, in perfect harmony with Himself. With the Father, Son, Holy Spirit already in holy uh, communion with each other, you know. So, it, 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 some uh, an atheist can an atheist can say, "Oh, God created man so because he was lonely or something." No, he's not. But, you can say that maybe for the Muslims, but for the Christian God, I think that the uh, creation could only come uh, can only be created. Uh, from an overabundance of love because God saw that it was good, you know, but I guess that we can't argue that philosophically uh, to me like natural it, it can't we can't argue that natural creation but 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 yeah, you know like um so I think that for for me Christian I thought about this a lot and I th- and and to be honest like uh, I've studied Islam. I've had Muslim friends who share uh, the message of Muhammad to me, and you know, and to me, uh, the the Muslim uh, God has doesn't actually like uh, have have this kind of of emotion that it, it brings to me. I guess that it's it's not a rational argument that that could convince anyone, but. Uh, this is how I, I I look at it, you know. And uh, for me, like being a human being, I don't just act with my mind, but I also act both in in with in, with heart and soul and spirit and other kinds of parts of me, you know. So <laughs> I, I I think I don't think you you'd agree with me, but yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's uh you know that's perfectly that's a perfectly acceptable opinion to have. I think that um. With a lot of atheism, I don't really have a problem with atheists, you know. I've um, I have quite a few friends who are atheists. Yeah, know? yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't have like any problem with being yeah, friends yeah. with people like that. I think the issue is that with some atheists, though, they kind of a little bit too focused on logic, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, cold logic instead of like. Because the way that the way that I see it. Um, it's not just facts, but the way that a person sees the world, the way that they feel, that also shapes reality. It's not just like the way that you say that things are. They're not things aren't always as simple as you claim them to be, you know. Exactly. True. And we can all we can all disagree and still be friends. I think that's something that a lot of people have forgotten. A lot of people have the idea of, "Oh, you believe something different than me? You're my enemy and I hate you." 
that's not that's not how it works. Yeah. I mean, with some things, if someone believes something, I don't I don't think I'd ever want to be friends with them. But with other things, it's like, you know, we just have a difference of opinion. We can still be friends. You know, I believe something different. You believe something different. That's what makes us agreed. Different. Our differences are what make us human. Yeah. I don't want you to believe something just because it's something that I believe in. I want you to believe in something because you find truth in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, like, I don't want you to believe in something just just to try to yeah. please me. You know, you know, I I've been I've been talking to a lot of people on this podcast, you know, and uh, it it has always ended well, even if like there's a there's huge uh, disagreements in what we believe. But for me, like, I, we always find a, uh, I guess that in every uh, uh, web of disagreement, there's always one thing that we would agree on, which is that we all want mm -hmm. a, a better world for each other, you know? And the only way, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and the sure. only way we could uh, have a better world is that I respect your belief, you respect mine. We might disagree, but look, um, you're, I, I love you as a, as a human and, I, and I, I think you would love me as a human as well and uh, we could all create this world where everyone doesn't f kill each other just because they have difference in beliefs you know so that, that's always the, the case when we, we end up the episode and I, I hope that ends like, like that with me and you bro dude I, I believe it will um, you know I, I think we've had a, a really good discussion here today it's always good to have these sorts of discussions because sometimes it's it's always good to you know get different perspectives. Yeah, yeah exactly. But and then um, I want to ask your own perspective on the afterlife because, um, and also yeah, you talked uh, about n not acting as if God exists. Um, could you uh, expand on that? That 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 seemed interesting. Yeah, it's like the way I see it is like. If you act like the afterlife doesn't exist, then personally, you would want to make life for every human, or at least most people that you meet. If you, if you were truly compassionate and you really don't believe in an afterlife, you would, you would want to make life as good as possible for the people on the earth. Because like I said, if you believe that there's no afterlife, then you believe that after this, there's nothing else. This is all there is. And so I think, logically, if you're someone who's compassionate, someone who cares a lot about people, all right, yeah. But uh, like I was saying, I think the thing is, is that if you're a really compassionate person who cares about, you know, the people of this world, you would want to make life as good as possible. Because the mindset of that person is one that says, you know, it's not about being immortal. It's about doing something that kind of makes you live forever in the minds of all the people that you've helped. The goal isn't to be immortal for them. The goal is to do something that, that makes you immortal in their mind. That makes you something that people won't forget. Yeah. And um, how, how, in terms of this, how you become immortal in their mind... Uh, what kind of give me give me an example of what act or behavior I would show someone in order for me to for them to always remember me as this uh, awesome person in their lives? I think you know, I think a lot of the times it's kind of 
really difficult, but I think I think someone that's immortal in someone's mind is someone who is someone who's a person that just shows the love of Christ consistently. Yeah, and and um, for me, for you, like, um, can you describe this behavior which uh, uh, glows with the love of Christ? You know, because we have to be specific here. Um, what what? How would you describe someone with the love of Christ? Yeah, someone with the love of Christ is someone who you know just you know. I think it all comes down to one thing, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. I think with some people they don't really, a lot of people, a lot of Christians don't really know who they are, and as a result they can't love people as they love themselves because they don't even love themselves the way they should, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Exactly. And, and, you know, like, um, I, I've always uh, saw this as that I think the greatest commandment that God has given man is to love, you know. And I think that's the only thing that, that we should only actually do because, um, you know, like, when you if you look at it, like, the, uh, the verse, like, um, if you lo- love God... And this, and and you can't love God and but and not love your neighbor, and you can't love your neighbor and not love God. It's like it goes both ways. It's it's the same thing. And and for some, yeah. The mm-hmm. interesting thing is, mm-hmm. is that yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing is, is like the way that Jesus came and he just like shifted the entire thought process. You know, because first it was like, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't do. You know, it's an action. But then, you know, Jesus came along and says, like, if you even look at a woman with, you know, this, then you've already committed lust within your heart. It's like, wow, we went straight from if you do this, it's bad to it's the thought behind it, like the intention. If you have the intention thought behind it, then that's sin. You know, it's interesting to think about that way because you you take the law from, you know, don't commit murder, don't do this, and it's like, you go to love, it's like, if you love someone, you're probably not going to murder them. If you love someone, you're probably not going to steal from them. If you love someone, you're probably not going to, you know, covet what they have, you know? It's like, it all, it all comes down to that one thing. Well, those two things, I guess I should say, but you know? Yeah, and, but, and, yeah, yeah. You go from, you know, the Ten Commandments to just love, love God with all your heart, and you know, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It all goes down to that one, those two things. But but the the hard thing about this is that you're probably not gonna do this, uh, perfect this in in even in a day. You're probably always going to like falter. But the best thing, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. But for the sure. best thing about mm-hmm. and one of the best things. Yeah, what do you yeah. think is there? One of the best things about yeah, sorry. One of the best things about being a Christian is that. We have an advocate, Amen. Because of Jesus, Amen. We're not perfect, but He is. Yeah, and, and let me ask you, like for example, in your own personal life, how, what is the impact of having Christ or believing in Christ, other than, or compared to a life that you you don't have, you didn't have, pay attention to Christ? Honestly, I feel like I'd just be kind of a little bit. I feel like I'd be kind of um, a miserable person, if that makes sense. The way I see it is like with a lot of, um, you know, with atheism, there really isn't any hope. No hope. It's just like, you know, we all do this and then, you know, we all die. It's like there's nothing after that. There's no hope in that. It just sounds like a miserable existence to me. True. And, and you know, the, with in this like world, like if you believe that the world was like de- de- deterministic, don't have free will... 
There's no meaning. Uh, it actually brings you to this cold, dark place, you know. And and we, we talked about like what you believe shapes you, and and in in turn, like what happens is when you believe all these things that oh, life is meaningless. It's all nihil- nihilistic. And um, I'm just an accident or whatnot. You 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 ingrain this in your system, and it defines you, and it be, and it turns you into this robot in life. And all you can see are shadows, you know. But the thing is that you, yeah, you have this potential to see beauty in life, to love, to have hope, and all these beautiful things. But you ignore them just because. You pay more attention to like to your the one part of your brain, but you ignore all the other parts that emphasize what the like what g- the beautiful things that God shared in this life, you know. But yeah, the crazy thing is, you know, the, you know the whole the whole life has no meaning. Uh, you know the you know the serial killer uh, uh, Je- Jeffrey Dahmer thought that, and that's he said that's why he did what he did. You know, life has no meaning. Who cares what I do? It doesn't matter. So I can just do whatever I want, and that's that's a sad way to look at the world. It is, it is. And but 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 the problem is like with people like uh, these psychopaths, I think that it's not that what what they believe, but I think there's there's a real mental problem, disorder, or psychological defects in their brain that caused them to do this. You know, but f- because like if you if you're someone who's healthy, even you if you have nihilistic beliefs that everything has meaning, it, because you're you're like you're in your right mind, I think you will still act as if you have uh, you have there's love, there's hope in life, there's meaning, because that's what how we were created to do. You know, to act. And if if you look like if if you look at atheists, you know, like um, I have a lot of atheist friends, and they don't believe that life has meaning or whatnot. But no matter what kind of uh, nihilistic beliefs they have, they still can't deny that life should be lived, and they should be happy, and they should love, you know. And it's really, I guess, that it's it's ingrained in how we were created, you know, because if we if we were yeah, if you if you just evolved to be to act like this, we wouldn't care if we if we uh, if we didn't uh, uh, ha- if we if life had meaning or about about love or family or or hope or good. You know, we it, it wouldn't matter for us, but it it does. And and like there are billions of people on Earth who who no matter how nihilistic it, life may seem to them, they still act as if there's value in it you know there's still morality and i think that's that's really shows us that of god of god's uh design in all of us yeah and that's that's the crazy thing us as humans have like the capacity to do and to to do good to do evil to feel we we're like the only sentient beings that exist as as far as we know, you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and um, yeah, I want to ask you about your own interests, like um, uh, because you said earlier you love you you were on music for like nine years or so. Um, tell me more about that, bro. Oh well, music's always just been a a huge part of my life. My dad is a really good guitar player, so you know, music's always been a big part of my life. I I love to sing. I I think I'm I think I'm pretty good at it, you know. 
I've been doing it for nine years now, and music's always just been a big part of my life. So that's like that's like my primary interest. What would you say is like um your interest exactly? Like well, what do you like to do? Well, right now I think my primary interest in life is philosophy. You know, and I I I, I still imagine myself at like sixty five, still struggling with philosophy, broke and poor but happy. <laughs> That that's a, that uh, you know, but I I don't really care about other stuff like getting rich or you know like, nah nah, I don't really care. But even if if like uh I don't get what I want like the material stuff, for me like my only contribution on this life, if there's ever anything I could contribute, it would be to 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 think more about philosophy and bring us closer to finding the truth you know and, and and this is what i believe like because i believe that god is truth and the more we we discover truth you know we attempt to or to find or the nature of truth and what it is i think the more we would get closer to understanding god and and that for me that's that's an attempt at life that is worth worth it for me. Yeah, man. Um, it's been it's been great talking to you. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that I was you know presented with this opportunity to talk to you. You you made me think a lot. I I think that I made you think a lot too. You know, we each were able to share our perspectives, and you know, I think that things like this is really what's necessary for improving the world having a dialogue, you know, so I really appreciate, you know, uh, talking to you, you can presenting me with this opportunity. I, I just really appreciate it, man. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thanks.